Hello and welcome to a podcast for The Lancet Oncology. I'm Gavin Cleaver and today I'm joined by Dr. Ki Huan Jam to talk about progress in digital health within oncology. Dr. Jam, welcome and thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you for inviting me to this podcast uh, and I'm very honored to be able to share some insights on uh, digital health with uh, our audience. Oh, we're, we're very honored to have you. So perhaps we could start out by talking a little bit about some of the recent developments in the field of digital health in, in respect to oncology. Well, I think this is a very exciting time to be in digital health. Um, uh, this is largely driven by the fact that we've never had so much data and the means to process this uh, easy electronic data at our disposal uh, at any point of time in history, really. And because of that, it is set to revolutionize a lot of what we uh, can do with our data uh, that wasn't possible before. Um, I think uh, in, the, in the area of oncology, there are perhaps um, three ways to approach it, really. The first thing is to, to, to look at it in terms of how we look at uh, imaging in oncology, because imaging is one of the most generic um, places where we can use machine learning to aid our doctors in everything from diagnosis to stratification. And in, indeed, this is one of the most hotly contested areas in the digital health. The second area really would be surrounding models of delivery, really, to look at um, oncology models and looking at treatment and treatment outcomes. And the third area is more of a coordination piece. Again, with the advent of a large amount of data, we are now able to better coordinate care delivery to our patients. And with this kind of uh, capability, we would then be able to optimize our you know, category in terms of oncology services to our patients. So what are some of the benefits of these these developments? And, and what are some of the issues at stake? Okay, so I think that the first thing to say is, uh, maybe I start with issues really, because uh, digital health is such a new area. So unlike, say, a few of medical devices, for example, uh, which is highly regulated and, and people, you know, there are very clear rules regarding how medical devices can be tested, validated, and then onboarded. Um, digital health is much, much more vague in terms of uh, what are the what are the pathways towards uh, developing, validating, testing, and eventually implementing digital health uh, models, for example. So, so that's actually one major challenge. And you know, throughout the world, we look to towards the regulatory bodies to offer the kind of guidance uh, in terms of what can and cannot be uh, deployed in clinical practice, because clearly clinical practice is a very regulated field. So that's one of the um, big problems that I think digital health has to address before it becomes uh, widely used. The second area relates to the ethics and the legality of uh, using digital aids uh, in care. Um, one of the biggest considerations is whether or not if, if we use a decision support tool, for example, does the duty of care then go move away from the doctor towards the device, or is it still largely centered around the, the doctor? Now, this is, again, largely unanswered. Um, many sources still view that uh, the doctor should be the ultimate um, decision maker and, and shall be again, ultimately held responsible for any decisions that are made on care. And the third dimension really is about the ethical dimension. 
how we use these devices. So, for example, we develop these devices. Uh, would there be a chance that there is an inevitable bias that's built into the device that is then later translated into care? So these are things that that really intersect between technical and ethical uh, considerations. So, so those are largely the, the, the current issues surrounding the use of these uh, devices. Now, we're not yet discussing the specific technical challenges in trying to use um, these digital health devices, and that, I think, can be separately uh, addressed. Uh, to your point about the benefits of these devices, I, I, I can say that, you know, the, 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 the sky is wide open in terms of what kind of benefits these uh, devices promise from a very you know, obvious uh, benefit of improving the efficiency and accuracy of uh, the doctor's uh, uh, work. For example, the radiologist could potentially see a lot more images uh, with higher accuracy in a shorter period of time than they would have done so currently using uh, AI tools. Uh, to better oncology models that uh, integrate literally tens of thousands of uh, data points to help doctors make better decisions. Uh, and in the third realm, which I mentioned earlier in terms of care coordination, uh, there's a great potential for automation of many of these um, what would otherwise be menial tasks that require multiple coordinators to actualize. So in terms of benefits, I, I think the world over, not just in healthcare, and indeed, any, indeed any other industry, um, we are all very convinced that uh, the advent of machine learning or AI would actually change the way we work. Now, the challenge really is then to address all those challenges and uh, or problems that I mentioned earlier to allow us to use these tools in a safe, uh, ethical, and legally, uh, uh, legally uh, acceptable manner in clinical practice. Yeah, no, it's absolutely fascinating. I mean, it, it really sounds like uh, the sky's the limit, so to speak. So in terms of healthcare delivery, uh, how do advances in digital oncology help improve oncology services themselves? Okay, so I think in oncology services um, specifically, um, it is one of the harder areas in which digital health uh, can can actually make a, a huge difference. Now, if you consider the, the standard uh, patient journey uh, in, in oncology, a patient who presents with a lump, say, in the breast, for example, and you know the mammograms that they do, for example, can be screened by AI tools, right, and pick up specific disease patterns that would otherwise not have been picked up uh, at the early stage, and to the point of treatment decisions as to whether the patient should receive, for example, new adjuvant therapy based on the best evidence or based on uh, evidence that's specific to the patient uh, to newer areas of, of, um, consider of uh, exploration, for example, using genomics to help us to guide the treatment of these patients. Now, having large data sets and machine learning tools will allow us to potentially tailor the care uh, of a specific disease presentation uh, or cancer presentation uh, to N equals to one type of, um, of, of treatment decisions. For example, if you can link databases to international uh, uh, consortium repositories, then we might be able to find treatments for rare, for example, rare cancers that 
would have not have otherwise been treated appropriately in a particular country, but you could find an equivalent in somewhere else in the world. So, and in terms of care delivery, what we're really talking about is uh, coordinating the care and looking for side effects of um, chemotherapy, for example. That would have a tremendous advantage uh, in terms of automating and monitoring uh, the results of our treatment for oncology patients. Well, so finally then, looking to the future, what kind of developments are on the horizon for digital oncology? Well, I, I'm really hopeful that, you know, in the near future, we will have a, a general oncology model that we shall be able to optimize the treatment of our patients uh, together with a lot of the advances that we hope to see from uh, what we term as precision medicine or genomic type of medicine that's coming forward. Um, and this is where I think precision medicine meets uh, digital health, really, when you have large amounts of genomic data that could potentially be used to pick up previously unknown uh, associations to help better tailor our care for for oncology patients. I think that is a really exciting future to look forward to. And and the, the dream of um, precision medicine that was mooted more than five, six years ago will finally be realized, ironically, with a combination of genomics and digital health. Well, it's it's really fascinating across the board, and it's, it's really interesting to hear about this, uh, this future of oncology. Dr. Jam, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you very much, Gavin. Thank you for taking, uh, giving this interview.